Hello and welcome to episode 15. Yes, episode 15 of Great Art Entertainment, the official podcast where we talk about football and football only. I'm Omar. And I'm Mo. And today we actually have more news to talk about. Last week we didn't have much, but we have a lot. And let's start with breaking news out of Athens. George Pickens is done for the year. He tore his ACL. Well, actually, like, it's not, like, confirmed done for the year. He could still, like, come back. I don't know, man. I feel like, okay, so if you tear it in March, what, you got 8 to 12 months to come back? So what is that? I mean, that? the good news, the good news is he only tore his ACL. He didn't tear, like, his uh, MCL or whatever. I know, but it's, it's not going like, to take that long. Uh, it's still, still going to take, like, half a year, man. That's a long time. He'll I mean, still, still come back. I still think he's going to come back in the middle of the season. Like what? You think like in October? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's very good because like he, he's a top prospect if he does leave for the draft. But if he's uh, done for the season, like that's like, like, I don't think he's ever going to come back. I think he's going to declare. Like, I think he's a three and done uh, type of player. Well, I mean, would you not come back and contend for like an Addy if you could? Nah, I go to NFL. No, bro. You go contend for that natty. You go win. Bro, no. Like, he's already a top wide receiver prospect. He's literally – people, have, like, literally said he was a wide receiver prospect since he was in high school. So, like, why would you, like, stay again? I don't get it. And JT Daniels isn't going to – is going to leave. No, 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 no. I'm not saying, like, he stays for another year. I'm saying, like, if he does come back from this injury this season – that he runs the table and if they oh like, yeah 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 i'm, I'm saying, not talking like, about senior for senior no, no 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 i wouldn't bro if, if he balls out and he has over a thousand or a close to that and he has like a killer season yeah he would i would declare too but i'm saying yeah. like if he doesn't right and like let's say he's actually really done for the season then that means pretty much he would have to take a medical red shirt or he can come back the next season because he has that option as well because I don't think he's going to go declare after tearing his ACL in his, what, junior year? Yeah. So I don't think that would happen. But Yeah, I thought you said, like, for a senior year. I was like, no, 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 I would never. No, no. If he has a killer year his junior year, you go declare. You don't, you don't, you don't hold back. Like, that's, that's an understatement. I, hate, I don't understand why players, when it's their third year and they have a killer season, they come back for their senior year. It's like Matt Barkley, right? So he had a great junior year, comes back a senior. He like he was supposed to be a first round pick. Yeah. Bonafide first round pick. Second, then he decides to stay for a senior year, boom, drops like the fourth round. Or yeah, then round. he and then he got hurt. Yeah, exactly. Dude, so, if he if he left, like, oh my God, it would be so different. He'd actually be in the league. He'd be in the league. But yeah, but we don't know how long he would be in the league for. I mean, well, he's still in the league, like as a starter, I mean, not as like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Backup, he was good though, like in his junior year. Oh, yeah, he was. He was great. I don't know why he didn't declare. So, like, if George Pickens has a great year, right, you leave. But now, Georgia's first month of the season, I don't think – I think – I remember we did our Georgia predictions. I don't think they have too much of a stretch. They have Clemson. I think that's the only game they might lose. I mean, we said that they would lose that game regardless. So, like, even if he was healthy, I still think that they would lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, dude, JT Daniels, that is best weapon. I know. I know. So now Georgia, the other wide receivers have to pick up the slack and they got to help JT out because, you know, if you don't have George Pickens, it's going to be next man up. Like you always say, next man up. Yeah. But like good news, he didn't tell like his MCL or like he didn't do any other damage. Cause if he did other damage, he probably would be out for the rest of the season. If he's out until the, if he's out until after the Auburn game, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. So if George Pickens is out for like, when do we play them? Like week six or like something like that. We play them in October. That's all I know. If we don't see him in October, I'll be okay with it. You can come back anytime after that. Do you miss when, like, Auburn played Georgia in November? No, I think it's better for us to not play Georgia and Alabama back-to-back. Well, not back-to-back, but you know what I'm saying. Like in the same month. Yeah, like in the same month, like in the span of, what, two weeks? I'm okay with us playing them early. I don't have a problem with it. This is what we've always wanted anyway. So, so, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Ed Orgeron for a bit. So new uh, news leaked today that he lied amid Darius Geis's LSU misconduct. Uh, a Mercedes-Benz Superdome security worker, Gloria Scott, alleged Friday uh, that LSU head coach, head football coach Ed Ordron lied when asked about whether he spoke directly to Scott about her sexual misconduct allegation against former LSU running back Darius Geis. Now we know that he was also in the like you know in the NFL he got in a lot of trouble when he was with Washington. 
and he actually is he still like in jail or like is he, he turned like... I think he's still in jail. He turned himself in. I think he's probably doing like uh probation, maybe. But he's never gonna get a job again in the NFL. Like that's for sure. Like I don't think he's ever gonna come back. But uh yeah. Mo, what do you think about the at Orgeron line? Do you think there's gonna be any punishment to him uh in the next coming days or weeks or anything like that? I mean, yeah, if he like if it like turns out to be true or if he like admits it. But like I don't think it's gonna be like like serious, serious like like consequences. Do you think it'll be like maybe suspension from head coaching for like three games or something like that? Yeah, maybe or like a fine. Yeah, I would I would give a suspension. I think like a two, three game suspension. That's probably what he's gonna get. He's not gonna get any more than three max. Uh but yeah, like I mean Darius Geis it started like we saw the story about him. You know, we knew that this this went all the way back to when he was at LSU, even in high school. I don't know if you remember that uh Flumlo Raps video about Darius Geis. I don't know if you watched it or not. Wait, you got in trouble in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always been like a troublemaker and stuff. Dang. So what did you get in high school? I mean, he didn't really get into so much trouble, but he was, he did have like, he got mad really fast. He had anger issues pretty much. Oh, dang. But the sexual misconduct stuff, like that happened from LSU days, man. That happened all the way from back when he was at LSU. Like, I'm surprised they kept it. Hit. I mean, I'm not surprised that they kept it hidden because he, they did report it. I don't know if you remember, but they did repeat. Like, when the story came out about a year ago, year, two years ago, they did they did go to the police and say, hey, you know, he's doing this stuff. And I don't think the police did anything about Dang, it. Dang, that was already a year ago? One, the story came out, but he's been at LSU. I'm talking about when he was at LSU. No, but when did, like, he get, like, arrested? When was that? Uh, he got arrested like at the beginning of this, before the season started, right? Yeah, it was before the season started. It was about a year yeah. ago. Yeah, it was during COVID, so I do I I would remember that. Yeah, I remember when that came out. I was like shocked. Yeah, and you know he was supposed to be like a good running back. You know he showed flashes in Washington, like when he wasn't hurt, obviously. So he was, they got they got Antonio Gibson. So yeah, yeah, he's he's good too. You know he's a good he's a good uh, alternative. But yeah, Darius Geis, like I mean, he just had so much potential and. You know, he did all this, and now pretty much he's done. He's never going to go back to the league, like, ever again. I really don't know yeah. if he'll ever play football again, to be honest with you. So, we'll see what happens with Ed Orgeron. I can see a suspension happening for him. Uh, we've seen, like, players who went to jail and they come back, but, like, it's, like, rare, honestly. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very hard. You have to get uh, – you have to file for reinstatement. You know, like, but it's just going to be difficult because of, you know, they take their sexual uh, misconduct, like they take the sexual abuse stuff very seriously in the NFL. Like, I know the first attempt, if you do it, is like a suspension for eight games. And if you do it again, you're pretty much barred from the league. You can never come back. Yeah. So it'll be hard for him. But yeah, for this story to come out now, I mean, just like the Les Miles story, I'm not surprised. But yeah, unless you're getting in all kinds of trouble, man. Like it's been it's been crazy. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, they won the natty and then like just get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, they just kept these behind the scenes, but we hope it doesn't happen anytime soon ever again because that's a really bad thing to uh, read about. To be honest with you, so yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some Auburn football for a bit. So we had uh, there was a few scrimmages. I know we were talking about this off camera. Uh, you told me that the offensive line did cause a lot of penalties. The defense was did have the upper hand, and it just yeah, I heard like the defense played really good. Yeah. So, so I, so the offensive line, like this, is still the same thing. Like I'm kind of worried about the about this going into, you know, the 2021 season because I know we're gonna have problems there still. Like it's not gonna be uh, already like the offensive line will be fixed. Like I think our offensive line is still gonna cause us problems and cost us games regardless. But, uh, like, I guess what we can take away from this is it's still early and yeah. they could, they could fix those mistakes and those penalties they caused. So, uh, Mo, I just want to get your thoughts. Like, what else did you hear out of Auburn spring practice? Like, that uh, there's like one video, of, like Demetrius Davis, he threw like a really good pass. I don't know if you saw that. I did see it. I did see it. It's pretty yeah. nice. Dude. Like I didn't like, like, I knew it was like, it was true, but like, dude, if you look at him. Like standing up, he's so small. He looks like Kyler Murray, honestly. How tall is he? What did it say on? He's Ryan? like five ten. Sheesh. Yeah, he's small. And he, yeah, 
Wow, he's 5'10". I thought he would be, like, six foot. No, I mean, he could grow to six foot. Yeah, yeah, it's still possible. It's still but possible. Like, he reminds me of Kyler Murray. Like, he looks just like Kyler Murray in size. Yeah. So, I will say, though, from the Auburn, like, what I'm reading out of camp is that they're really relying on Tank Bixby a lot. They're leaning on him a lot, and I think he's going to be, uh, like, leaned on a lot in the 2021 season. But, like, yeah. do you see any other players stepping up? Like in Auburn practice, I know that we have this one wide receiver, right? And he's been a consistent player. Javarius Johnson. Yeah, I heard he's been very consistent in practice, which is good. I mean, I hope that, you know, you know all these weapons that Gus has kind of suppressed, that these guys end up being monsters. Because he did suppress a lot of players. Like yeah. He did keep them from being great. So hopefully Brian Harson can bring out their greatness. And we hope for a good season, man, at Auburn. Like I can, I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm reading. Everything's looking really good. I mean, so yeah, my far. main, just my main, like, concern is Bo Nix. Yeah, me too. Uh, that and the offensive line, man. Like, yeah, really, really, yeah. that, that's pretty much it. I think maybe maybe the pass rush, but I think that will be improved. Here's the th- like, if those two, like, if Bo Nix and the offensive line could play, like, good, then we're going to be a good team. Oh, yeah, I know. We have the talent, man. I mean, don't think that we don't have talent just because yeah. we lost Gus. We still have a lot of talent. Like, Gus recruited some good players it's just he didn't really uh, utilize them to their be- to their potential so yeah i really do hope brian harson can do that i like what i'm reading i like what i'm seeing uh yeah the offensive line stuff that's been a problem for us for the past what like three years like three, yeah four years? yeah so i'm gonna the, i mean the last thing i remember like the last time we had a good line was 2017 yeah me yeah i remember that and then we had that was a good season it was a good season. And then 2018, that was, oh, my God, that old line. Don't blame Jared. Sidham. So it's bad. Not his fault. It wasn't his fault. We, that, by the way, that was one of the most disappointing seasons because it was supposed to be a good year as well. Yeah. Because we had so many players coming back. I mean, carry on left. That I know. That was a huge blow. Yeah, because he Gus leaned on him a lot. So I can see that with, like, Brian Harson leaning on Tank. Yeah, dude, we talked about this. You know how, like, carry on, he got, like, 50 carries a game. Yeah, they kept giving him the ball. Bro, like, how did that guy – how did that man only get hurt, like, a few times? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I really hope we watch, has- I remember me and you, we watched, like, 2016 highlights, and, like, every time they're in the red zone, it was just a, a run to carry on. Carrion was the was the was the back bro. He was the guy. He yeah. was the guy. So I, mean, really I, hope, I hope we don't like give Tank the ball so much where he gets gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. We have other running backs. Utilize them too. Like, okay, you can give Tank like maybe I think 15, 20 carries a game will be enough for us. But give the other guys a chance too. We have so much talent in the running back position. Like we can run, we can uh we can utilize those guys too. So I don't think they should they shouldn't sway away from uh, the other running backs, like, don't just use Tank and overuse him and he gets hurt because we don't want that to happen. Yeah, so, for real. So, yeah, uh, let's move on to Texas A&M wide receiver, Daman Dimas. He is a highly touted freshman wide receiver out of Texas A&M, and he has been arrested on a marijuana charge, less than two ounces. Uh, he posted a $2,000 bond. Mo, so this guy, he's been in a lot of trouble before. I'm not going to – because last year – he missed game. He missed a couple of games, and one of those games was against Auburn for undisclosed reasons, quote unquote. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. So, what do you think uh, will happen to him to Dimas now? Like, wh- what approach should he take? Because now he's kind of fallen back because he didn't have a good year one at Texas A&M, and now so far he's not gonna. It doesn't look like he's gonna have a good year two because he's fallen behind. Dude, he just he's just like, I don't know. Like, he needs like a good mentor, honestly. Cause like he's just getting in too much trouble, like he just if he can get like a good mentor, like that's the thing uh, I said about Dwayne Haskins. Uh, remember like he went to like strip clubs and like yep he got released. Yeah, yep. I said like he needs like a like good people around him because I feel like like the reason why he's getting in trouble is because like the people around him like he's with the bad crowd. I think that's true. That's the issue, man. Yeah, that's the issue. And like really, if he was a highly touted freshman out of uh, high school last year and. He was supposed to take a big leap this year because, you know, he's one of the best receivers coming back. Now it's not going to be looking like that so much because AM is kind of like they're young and they really do need a guy like Demond Demas to step up because there's a lot of underclassmen in this AM team. They're a very, very young, raw team. I'm not saying that they're, I think they're going to do well, 
but it would just depend on how everyone plays. But yeah, this is just a huge blow for Texas A&M and for Demon uh, Dimas because, you know, when you get arrested, man, like it's very hard to bounce back and it's not easy getting back to where you want to be, especially on the depth chart because now you're kind of uh, you're kind of falling. You know, you're taking a deep dive into the depth chart. So right now, he just got to clean his act. And if he does that, he can bounce back at Texas A&M. And who knows? Maybe he could be an NFL player one day. You never know. Yeah. That's why, like, when people, when players get in trouble, I don't, like, just, like, oh, I'm done with him. Like, I still have faith in them because I know, like, like I know that he get, like, they can bounce back. I mean, everyone deserves a second chance, but, like, just don't blow and, your And chances. also, they're just kids. That's true. They are like, they're kids. not, they don't know any better. That is true, but still, like, just surround yourself with the right people, and and eventually everything will, uh, will it'll work his way. Like, it'll, everything will work out. Yeah. Just, just stay away from all the bad influences, and you'll be fine. So, uh, ESPN Plus put out an article earlier this week by Ben Bill Connolly, most favorite favorite oh article. Oh my person, god! This right. <laughs> so, uh, Mo, I want you to read ten to six for me, and I'll read five to one. Okay, uh, so 10 to 6. At 10, Derek Johnson, linebacker from Texas. Okay. Uh, Julius Peppers. I mean, we all know Julius Peppers. Yes. Number 8, Tyron Matthew from LSU. Number 7, Roy Williams from Oklahoma. And number 6, David Pollock from Georgia. Yeah, so and then we have 5, Aaron Donald, who we all know. 4, Khalil Mack. 3, Terrell Suggs or Tease of Sizzle. Like, I like, like, that's pretty much what people call him, his nickname. Two, Ed Reed. And number one, Ndamukin Sue. I don't like this list already. Now, here's the thing with no, no, no. Ndamukin Sue is a top three defensive player of all time. Yeah, I know. Did you see what he did at Nebraska. Yeah, I know. He was a monster. Like, he was, a, he, bro, he, he was a finalist. He was a, for the yeah, he was a Heisman <laughs> finalist as a defensive tackle. You're never going to see that again, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, some people that didn't make the list. Sean Taylor didn't make the list. So you're telling me that you can put Ed Reed here, but you can't put Sean Taylor. Yeah. And Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Jadavion Clowney, but like he was good. Like he was really good. But yeah. He's not, I don't know if he would be better than the top five that we have. No, I just put him top 10, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. Uh, but this list, I don't know. Like but, do you, dude, you, I, the one like Khalil, I like Khalil Mack at four because he was actually no one really talks about him. No, no, no. College, I, I remember. No, I remember watching him one game. He was playing against Ohio State, and he bro, he made this sick strip sack on dude, them. And he Mack, scored it for a touchdown. Dude, dude Khalil like, Mack is a breed, man. He is a breed, man. He's a monster. And Aaron Donald, dude, and Aaron, Aaron Donald at Pitt. Yeah, he was a monster at Pitt, man. So good. So, like, what would you change from this list? Uh, Tyron Matthew, that is like my main issue. How the hell do you not put him top five? Do you not see what he did? Would that you a beast? Would you move T Sizzle from three and put Matthew in his place? Or... Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. So, like, where would you put Sean Taylor though? Would you put him at in the top five or do you put him at six? I put him at like probably like six. Yeah. Yeah, because like Tyron Matthew is not. Because how do you put, like, Ed Reed, but you don't put Sean Taylor? Yeah, how do you forget about Sean Taylor? Like, I don't understand. Like, is it like, did they just really forget about him? Dude, Sean T, man. For real. What about Chase? What about Chase Young? Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, No, I'll put him top 15, honestly. I don't think he's top 10. Yeah, yeah. What about, like, the Bosa brothers, Joey, Nick Bosa? Oh, dang. Yeah, top 15 as well. Yeah, there's a lot, bro. There's There's been a lot of great players that have come – to college football. I'm trying to think of someone else. Uh, oh, what about Manti Teo? Oh, Manti Teo was great, too. I think the only thing was the whole... The, oh, the girlfriend stuff. Yeah, that was so bad. <laughs> I mean, but, so dude, like, his, like, senior year, or, like, his Heisman year, he, he did really good. Oh, yeah, I know. I know, yeah. Bro, he, he, made, and he was a Heisman finalist. Yeah. And they made the natty. Even though they got destroyed, still made the natty. But still, like, great player. So yeah, I would put Matthew. Matthew has to be top five, bro. I'll put I'll move T Sizzle. I'll put him at like seven. Uh and I'll put Matthew at like three. Or yeah, like I'll put him at three, man. Tyron Matthew was a force and and uh what about uh Patrick Willis? Would you put him on this list? Not in the top ten, maybe like the top twelve. 
You know what I mean? I don't think he's top 10. Dang, Terrell Suggs. He had 44 sacks in two years. That's impressive. My God. Okay, I can see why he's number three. Uh, why he's in the top five? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Oh, my God. 44 sacks in two years. Yeah, man. He was a force at Arizona State. Like, he was. But I didn't even know he went to Arizona State. Oh, yeah, me neither. And I'm a Ravens fan. I didn't even know that. Uh, well, uh, another one. Uh, what about Von Miller? What do you think of Von, Von Miller? Von Miller was, dude, he was so good, too. He's getting disrespected. Wait, where did he go again? Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. I Dang think it was, it was, I think it was before, before they were in the SEC. Yeah. 2011 draft with Cam because he was second overall pick. Yeah, Von Miller. He was a beast. What a guy, man. Honestly, what a uh, another one I was thinking, another LSU player, Patrick Peterson. Oh, man. I mean, I mean, like, there's always that argument, like, who was better, Tyron Matthew or Patrick Peterson? That's, like, that's like a big debate. Definitely. Definitely. Because they were – oh, my God, they were both so good. So, who do you think had the better career, though, at LSU? <sighs> Dude, I don't know, man. It's so close. Because Tyron Matthew – well, I mean, Patrick Peterson can also return kicks too, which is pretty yeah. cool. You can return punts as well. They're pretty much the same player. And also remember, uh, first one that wore number seven before Matthew was Patrick Peterson, and then Matthew wore it. Yeah. Kind of like passing down the torch. You know what I mean? That's so. dude, that's just I don't know. Like, who do you think was better? Who do I think was I better? I honestly don't know. It's kind of difficult, really, but I'd go with Matthew. I don't know. He was just more fun to watch. I'd go with Matthew, but because he was like slightly more athletic. Yeah. He was a fun player, man. I always liked to watch him play. He had good energy on the field. I remember when they played Alabama, like in the natty, he was literally carrying. Yeah, I know. He was carrying hard, man. But but that LSU offense, it's so bad. I'm just really happy he was able to win his Super Bowl ring, though, because dude's been through a lot in his life. At LSU, going to the NFL, he tore his ACL. And came back, signed with the Chiefs, and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. He, and he, he was like, he's like probably the best player. Uh, oh, dude, you know who I'm forgetting? Who? Eric Berry. Eric Berry, man. How did we forget? At Eric Tennessee. Berry? Yeah, I remember Eric Berry at Tennessee. He was so good in college. Man, dude, I'm telling you, players. there's so many, there's so many good players, man. Yeah, for real. I see why Bill Connolly took forever with this list and he took his time. Sheesh. Yeah. What about Charles Woodson? Because he played, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Charles Woodson. Because he won the Heisman. Yeah, he did. I mean, I guess you could say because he like because he played a bit a little bit of receiver. But yeah, he was a hybrid. He was a hybrid. Yeah. And there's so many good players that came through. It's amazing. Uh, well, I mean, well, wait, wait, didn't Charles, wait, wait, but Charles Woodson played in the 90s, didn't he? Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, so you couldn't really put him in the, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'll put Eric Berry in the top 10, honestly. Would you really put Eric Berry in the top 10? Yeah, dude. That man was too good. I'll put Eric Berry and Patrick Peterson. Hmm, Eric Berry and Patrick P. I think they didn't put Patrick Peterson because, like, I felt like they think it was unfair to put two LSU players Maybe, maybe that's what they don't want to put too many players in the same school. I can see why. Because, like, I mean, every player on this list is from a different school. Yeah, yeah, and I would do the same thing if I were in his position, Bill Connolly's position. Now, David Pollock, I don't really remember much. Now, I did watch some of his highlights. Dude was a monster. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with Roy Williams. Yeah, I'm sadly, I sadly don't know who Roy Williams is. It's a bad thing too because he's. Oh, what about uh, Luke Keekley? Yeah, another so many good players. You're mentioning these players. Good. You maybe Bill yeah. Connolly should have known about these players too before he made this list. So I mean, yeah, I would have put. I mean, I don't know. I would have put Sean Taylor over Roy Williams. So, like, what's your top five? Uh, top five. Okay, so I'll put five Aaron Donald. Man, this is hard, dude. Because I want to keep. I want to keep Charles Suggs because he had 44 sacks in two years. All right, I put Tyron Matthew two. Uh, I'll put Cleo Mack four. I'll keep him there. Okay. Uh, I'll just I'll keep the whole list the same except Tyron Matthew at two. Okay, so where who are you moving down and who are you moving up? Uh, I'll move. I'm I'm just gonna move Ed Reed down. I'll put him like like six or seven, like around that range. 
Bro, you're putting Ed Reed at six or seven. Bro, I'm sorry, dude. That's mad disrespectful. Uh, what would you do then? What would you do? I mean, you're a Ravens fan, so you're just biased now. Not really. So I would do five Don- Donald, four Mac, three Matthew, two Reed, one two. Wow. You're not playing Terrell Suggs. Wow. I'll put Terrell Suggs at like six. Bro, dude, you can't like just have 44 sacks in two years and not be put in top five. I mean, bro, I can't deny Matthew Matthew in college, dude. I cannot deny what he did in the yeah. span of two years only. Two years. Well, I mean, well, Terrell Suggs was there for three years. He was there from 2000 to 2000. Yeah, I know. But like his, his first two years or his like last two years, he had 44 sacks. Wait, did he redshirt his first year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I put Suggs at six, man. Or Or you know what? Dude, I might I might move uh Mac to like six or yeah or Donald. One of them can move down to six. I, f- I feel like it's not good to keep Suggs out because 44 sacks is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I apologize for that. So uh let's move Donald down to six. Let's put uh Khalil at five. Uh let's put Suggs out four, Matthew three, Edry two, Sue one. Dang. I think I think that's good. Oh, what about, what about your six to ten? Oh, so it'll be Donald six, uh, Pollock seven, uh, Roy Williams eight, then Julius Peppers nine, and then because like Derek Johnson ten, because like I'm only moving like a couple Dang. of players around. No, no Patrick Peterson or Sean Taylor. Man, but I was just I was just going off the list that we have right now. I wasn't going off like I know we could add other players. If we could add other players, I'd probably take Roy Williams out because I, I sadly I really don't know who that is, and I just put I'll put a uh, Sean Taylor there. Put him at seven. Yeah, I put him at seven. I don't know where you would put him, but I put him at seven. Uh, I probably put him like yeah, probably seven. Yeah, like I can't, I can't. Really... I mean, I would just put him in the list. Like, like I just don't know who Roy Williams is. Like, and it's it's a bad thing because I'm gonna probably gonna look up who he is, and everyone's gonna be like, "Bro, you're so dumb. How do you not know who Roy Williams is?" So you're just one of those guys. I mean, I know he was a beast. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about. Sadly, I really don't. I need to go back and look look at what he did, so I can see why he made the top ten on this on this list right here. So uh, yeah. That's the top 10 defensive players of the 2000s. Uh, let's move on to our rivals. So Alabama head coach Nick Saban explaining why he changed his philosophy when Lane Kiffin joined the staff. He said that no huddle fast fastball has changed college football. Now we got to outscore them. Now I will say this, Auburn pretty much like, you know, the way we won was back in 2013, like our defense wasn't great. So all we had to do was just outscore the other team because our defense wouldn't, we couldn't really trust our defense in those situations. So, yeah, I mean, Mo, is he, is he speaking facts on this? Like this is, this is, this has changed college football and you just got to outscore your opponents now. Like defense isn't even a factor anymore. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I've been saying this, like, um, like the way football has changed. Like, I mean, everyone always says defense wins championships, but like, I feel like, like, football or called football at least like it's turned into an offensive like mind like sport yeah you'll do and you see you have all these formations dude the zone read really did change a lot of things when you put a, a dual threat quarterback like dude there. if you look at if you look at like college football between like at, in like 2011 to now it's so different i know it's changed so much and it's just crazy how, like how fast like the sport changes i know it's evolving at a insane pace i i mean I like the high-scoring offenses. I don't know if you don't like it, but I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it. I'd rather have, like, a high-scoring game than, like, a low-scoring defensive game. Yeah, because I get kind of bored in the low-scoring defensive games, but when everybody keeps scoring touchdowns, it just keeps me intrigued, you know? I don't know why. Yeah, it's, like, back and forth. Like, it's intense. Like, who's going to be the one to get a stop? I guess I'm just too reliant on it right now. It's not a good thing, but I guess I'm too reliant on it. Like, the SEC championship game, that was, like, high-scoring, and that was, like, a fun game to watch. Yeah, it was. It was a fun game to watch. So, I mean, I I see Nick Saban, like, he had to change that up. And you really, with the game of college football, you have to continue evolving. If you just stay the same, you're not going to be winning and you're not going to change. That's why Nick Saban 
always contends, makes the college football playoff, and is always in contention for a national championship because he understands that the game of college football changes and he catches up. He's not falling back. He's not falling behind or anything like that. Yeah, if so, you look at, like, Alabama's, like, recent national championship teams, they're all, like, mainly on the offense. I mean, yeah, but back in 2011 – well, I mean, if we're talking about from 2013 – Yeah, now, like, tw- 2009, it was, like, defense, honestly. All defense, man. Yeah. All defense. But now it's just all offensive players – some defensive players, but mostly like offensive players, man. Like it's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Alabama football, so Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide assistant Jay Graham resigns after two months on the job. He is re- he is resigning for his mental health. Uh, we really do wish him the best. I think he he's probably going through some something, whether it's family matters or maybe he's fighting with himself. But uh, Mo, I want to get your thoughts on him resigning after just two months on the job. I mean, bro, like your life. I mean, his health is number one. That's priority number one. Like, I mean, yeah, like football is like your career, but like, like your like your health, mental health is like always number one. And like, I wish him the best. Whatever he's going through, I hope he overcomes it. And uh, who knows, maybe he could come back to football. But I mean. No one – he doesn't have to if he doesn't want to. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just think that when you have so much on your mind, you really got to go take care of it. If you're going through something, you just got to, you know, take a, take a seat back, uh, just take some time off, just think about what you're going through, and, man, just relax. Maybe he just has a lot on his mind. Maybe he's just going through something. He's fighting something. But we really do hope, you know, he gets through it, even though me and Mo are the biggest Auburn fans. Like, we, we don't – we're not all heartless. Yeah. We're, we're Auburn fans, but we're also college football fans. We are also college football fans. So we really do hope that uh, Jay Graham can get back to working in college football really soon after he, uh, you know, you know, fit, you know, gets his mental health in check and make sure everything is fine with him and everything he's going through. And we hope to see him back really soon. You know, just, you know, fight this, get through what you're going through. And we hope to see him back really soon. Let's talk about North Carolina. So they have extended head coach Mac Brown, who is 69 years old, and he is extended through the 2025 football season, which will put him by the time that contract is up, he'll be 74. Mo, I want to ask you two questions. So first question, do you think Mac Brown will will coach until he's 74? And two, does North Carolina win a ACC championship or make a New Year's Six Bowl in the time of that contract, by the time that contract ends? Uh, so the first question, uh, is he going to play or is he going to coach till he's 74? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, if North Carolina, like, fall off, like, completely and they have a bad season, the he's probably – and he gets fired, then I, like, I don't think he would. But, I mean, if he's – if they're, like, consistent, like, like, nine, ten win team, then, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he does – Okay. What about winning an ACC championship or making it to a New Year? I mean, they already made a New Year Six Bowl, but you know, obviously Clemson's still in the conference. Do you think they'll actually win an ACC title while he's there during that extension? No, no. There's no chance. Clemson are gonna oh, they're gonna rule the ACC for like the next like five to eight years. Yeah, unless Dabo Sweeney leaves, but I really don't see him leaving anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna leave. But yeah, like, I mean, North Carolina really has gone through a major improvement. I will say that because like they used to be the bottom of the bottom. I remember the year before Mac, Mac Brown got hired. Didn't they go like 111, like 0 and 12? Yeah, they did. They went, they did really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, they're you know, recruiting like really good now. Yeah, they know what they're doing. I mean, they're getting in the right recruits. I think uh, Sam Howell is a pretty good quarterback. Hope he can improve in his junior season i believe I believe he's a junior now he'd be a junior yeah. so really hope he can improve and who knows if he has a killer season as well he'd probably be one of the top quarterback prospects going into the 2022 draft so yeah. uh, we'll see if, if uh, north carolina does win an acc championship i will be impressed very impressed do i think they'll do it no do i think mac brown will, will coach until that contract ends i don't think so i can see him coaching until maybe he's like 72 or like 71 because he turned 70 this year. So so I could see him coaching until I mean, if like, like consistent, then like why not finish it? Yeah, I know. I know. But uh 
but yeah, it just, I don't know. It's just very difficult. You know, when you're coaching at an old age to me, like, I just think, I just find it difficult. I don't know how they keep doing it, but uh, the ACC like sucks other than uh, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not good. Florida state fell off. Like there's a lot of teams that have kind of fallen off the wagon for a bit, but I really, I just, that's the thing I don't like about the ACC. It's not competitive. Like it's just, yeah, exactly. I think it was just like Clemson and Clemson and Notre Dame, like the whole time, you know, because Notre is, Dame is. Oh, ACC. yeah. Is Notre Dame still going to be in the ACC? I think they will be. Are they just going to move there? Or are they like, when are they going to like go back to independent? Well, I think they, they just moved there permanently. I think they're permanently ACC. Dang. Yeah. Because, you know, their, their, their basketball team, they play in the ACC. Oh yeah. yeah, that's so. Wait, why? Why are they independent in football, but like they're in a conference in basketball? I think that, and I mean, in college basketball, you can't really be an independent. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, there's no such thing as being independent. Yeah, I, think be- I know, but like football, like I, I know, I'm not, I'm not saying like basketball should be independent. I'm just saying like football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but like in, in basketball, there's no like independent schools. Like, there's no school that's independent. They're each in a conference because you can't make it to the NCAA tournament as an independent school. You have to make it as either a conference champion or like you have to be like uh, ranked in the top 25. Do you think, um, do you think they should get rid of independent teams? Uh, I mean, Navy's in a conference. The only ones that are in a conference right now are army and air force and uh, coastal and coastal. Isn't Liberty not on the conference either? Aren't they Sunbelt or like American? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Liberty is uh, American, dude. I think they're no conference. Uh, here, hold on, I got it for you. Give me like two seconds. It's just NCAA Division One football bowl subdivision, so they're pretty much yeah, they're independent. They're independent too. Dang. Yeah, yeah, they're they're independent. So. The teams are independent right now. Actually, you'd be surprised. So Army, BYU, Liberty, New Mexico State, Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame not anymore, but uh, UConn is also one now, apparently, and UMass. UConn? UConn. In football. In football. Yeah, they suck anyway. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I mean, do you think they should should get rid of independent teams? Like, every team should be in a conference? Yeah, I don't know why they would be independent. I think it just gives them a better chance to make a bowl game or to, like, you know, to have a chance. Not a bowl game, but, like, to make it to, like, a conference championship. I don't know why you don't want to play for a conference championship. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, we can save that for, like, another time. We can talk about independent schools. But, uh, but yeah, uh, let's move on to our lot, the final segment of the show. So, every week we make a schedule prediction for – uh, a team in the SEC. So last week we we're, did we're almost done with SEC. Yeah, we're almost done. So we're gonna have to think about a new conference to move to. This week we're gonna do the SEC West again. When we got Texas A&M, uh, we were thinking about doing Texas A&M last week, but we were like, "Now nah, let's just do Alabama." So uh, let's start off week one. They play Kent State and Kyle Field. Mo, well, we all know who we got here. Yep, A&M. Yeah, we got A&M. Uh, week two, they play at Colorado and Denver. Uh, Mo, who you got? A&M. Do you think an upset can happen here, or do you think that A&M's just going to go? Nah. It's, I don't I don't even know. I mean, the last time Colorado were, was good were, like, in the 90s. Yeah, I know, but then they, weren't they good, like, two years ago or something like that? I don't like, remember. Yeah, because I'm trying to look at their last season. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who's A&M's uh, – have they figured out what's, like, their, co- or their QB is going to be? Not yet. They're still they're still having a QB battle. Dang, I mean, I don't even know who their QB is going to be, but like I know they're going to win these next two games. Really? So yeah. so they went so they went uh, four and two overall, three and one in the conference. They ended off the. I mean, they didn't do too bad. They weren't too bad last season. I mean, despite a COVID year. So maybe, but I think A and M is just way too good to lose, even yeah. though they're young. But what conference does Colorado win? Pac-12. Uh, ugh. Yeah, Pac-12. Right. And football. And football. Yeah, I know it's bad. So, yeah, I got – I think I got uh, – I got A&M winning this game. I, don't, I need to read more about Colorado. But they didn't do yeah. bad last season. But it could be a close game. You know? I mean, it's in, it's in Denver, so. Yeah, anything can happen. 
Uh, week three, they play New Mexico in Kyle Field. Mo, who you got? Texas A&M. All right, so they're three and and now we are going into week four in the Southwest West Classic against Arkansas in AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Mo, who do you got? Dude, I'm saying AM is going to win, but don't be surprised if Arkansas win. I want to be surprised if they won. Because I mean, like like we said, I mean they could up, they could upset some teams this year. Yeah, they really could. So uh, I think I'm going to go. Man, that's tough. Don't want to pick the team that's well improved, or don't want to pick the team that that really has a bunch of question marks. Because I really right, this is a tough game, honestly, to choose. This can go either way because these games are usually good. By the way, when AM plays Arkansas in in, uh, in AT and T Stadium, it's usually a really good game. But do they always play in AT AT and T Stadium? Yeah. Oh damn. Uh, that's tough. No, you know what? I'm saying Arkansas is going to win. I'm saying they're going to pull off the upset. I'm going to go with Arkansas, too. They're going to pull off the upset because, look, they were, they're were they very mad about how games went last year, okay? They should have won more games, but they got robbed out of a bunch of them. And they're going to be a well-improved team going into 2021. So I also have Arkansas winning this game. Uh, one possession. So we'll go with that. Yeah. Week four, they're playing Mississippi State in Kyle Field. Mo, who you got? <laughs> A&M. I think this is going to be a bounce back game for AM as well. I, I think they're very, very, they're going to hate that loss they took last week against Arkansas. I think that, so Kyle Field, you know, good playing field. They have all the, they're going to have all the crowd behind them. Also, Mississippi State has a lot of questions, but this will be a close game still. I don't think it'll be a blowout at all. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, give me a, a one possession game as well, but I got AM winning this game. And a, and a nail bite, by a nail biter. It'll come to the end. So, AM is currently four and one. Moving on, uh, week six we got Alabama. Al- AM playing Alabama in Kyle Field, and we all know who we got here. Yeah, Alabama, dude. Yep. I, I just don't see AM beating Alabama. Yeah, so because according to our predictions from an Alabama schedule last week, we did say that Alabama was going to win this game. Uh, we just think AM is just way too young, and we don't know what they're going to bring to the table. I don't. I mean, and Alabama's, also, I mean, Alabama's offense is going to be young. Yeah, I know, but Alabama's is way more talented than Texas A&M. Yeah, just, exactly. Just the way it is, but A&M, man, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I don't trust them against Alabama anymore. I'm kind of like, why should I pick them? Ever since they lost Johnny Menzel, right? They haven't beaten Alabama. Thanks. So nine years. Yeah. Dang. They can't be Alabama. Alabama just outclasses them. So yeah, I'm gonna get Alabama on this one. So currently they're four and two. So we're moving into week seven. They play at Missouri in Columbia. Mo, who do you got? AM. I also have AM. I think Missouri's very young too, but they have a new coach. And I, I, I don't like to pick uh, new coaches on new teams because like you know, it takes some time to develop, but it just depends on the talent that's there. Now, like example, Auburn, like they like we yeah, we have a new head coach, but he still has a lot of talent. I don't know, Missouri has as much talent as Auburn does, which they Missouri don't. Is, Missouri just sucks. Yeah. They're like, they're like a bottom three team in the SEC. I mean, them and Vandy. Yeah. It's free wins for everybody. Free one for you. Free one for you. Yeah, if you, you, like, lose to Missouri or Vandy, like, retire. You need to you need to uh, check yourself, honestly. That's yeah, true. So, we have A&M winning. Uh, next, they play South Carolina in Kyle Field. Mo, who you got? I got AM. They they have a lot of home games to start off the season. I know, right? They really do. So they're they're playing. South Carolina has a new head coach as well. I don't really trust what they have. They lost their OC. Uh, new new faces everywhere. I don't trust South Carolina to win this game. I got Texas AM. Better coach uh, is gonna win the game for them. Next up, they're playing Auburn and Kyle Field. This is after a bye week as well. Yeah, so I think we, we did predict this in our Auburn prediction schedules that we said that Auburn was going to win this game in Kyle Field. Uh, I thought you said A&M was going to win. I don't think I did. I picked Auburn because, like, what are they? They're 4-0 at Kyle Field. Yeah, because I remember in our Auburn schedule, I had us losing to LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. So those are the three losses I had. LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. They yeah. are three rivals. Yeah, so you had them at 10-2. and two, I had them at 9-3. and three. I have Auburn winning this game. I think they're going to come in 
they're they first off they have more experience right yeah not with coach harson obviously because he's never coached at kyle field before but the players have experience bo nix the offensive line tank they all have experience so i'm going to give it to the most experienced team i'm going to give auburn the win because of the seniority and because they the level of players that we have as well yeah and they don't they usually they usually play at like two or three p.m usually like a yeah, cbs just... kickoff yeah cbs yeah. kickoff game so yeah i got I got Auburn in this one as well. Uh, moving on, we got AM playing Ole Miss in Oxford. Mo, who do you got? This could be this could be an interesting game. This could be an interesting game. Uh, I think that uh, Ole Miss they're going to be well improved. Uh, I you think... know what? No, I got Ole Miss winning. Really? Yeah, I have Ole Miss winning. Why, why do you have Ole Miss? What makes you? Because I mean, we they have uh, what's his name coming back. Uh, oh, Matt Corral. Yeah, Matt Corral coming back. Yeah. Offensive line is still really good. Right uh, the last the last year they played, it was really close, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's in Oxford. Oxford is really hard to play in. Yeah, there's probably going to be fans there. So, yeah. yeah. I got Ole Miss, bro. Mm, Ole Miss. I'm going to give AM this one. I think I'm going to give it to them. I feel like they're very, very mad that they lost last week to Auburn. Because they're probably that game's probably going to be close. By the way, the Auburn game will probably be close. It won't be a blowout. Yeah, and they need to get some vengeance. So I got a And M winning this game, uh, in a close game. It's going to be a high scoring game, by the way. So, For real. Uh, then we got uh, a And M playing Prairie View A and M, and we all know we got Texas A and M. And I got A and M winning. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. If Prairie View won won this game. No, because they're both quit. A. They're both A and M. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you got AM winning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying if Prairie View wins, I, I think as, as AM fans, you they should just leave the conference. They're D2, right? Prairie View. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, I got AM winning. All right, Texas let's go. Yeah, Texas AM same. So let's move on to the last week of the season. We got AM playing at LSU in Baton Rouge. Now, we all know what's going on with LSU. It's been kind of a weird offseason for them. Now, Ed Orgeron did lie, and I really don't know what LSU's team is going to be looking like in 2021. I think we did an LSU prediction. Yeah, we did. I had, I had LSU winning. I also had LSU winning. But I think I'm going to stick by my decision. I think that LSU has experience back. It's not like they're a new team, because last year they did have a lot of growing pains. This year... They should be better experienced now. If they can just fix the quarterback position, I think they'll be straight. Yeah, I think true. I think that's all they need to do. So I think I'm going to give a, uh, LSU this game a uh, close game. You can't. It's hard to pick. It's hard to pick LSU at home. Like it's hard to pick against them at home. Like I tell you this all the time. It's just very difficult. It's it's a safe bet is to pick LSU at home because they always play good at home. So yeah. So, so let's let's count our games. How and many if this is a night game. Like, uh, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So I have AM losing one, two, three, four, four games. I have them losing four games because I have, I, I mean, you could, you have them beating Ole Miss, you have Ole Miss beating them. So I have them losing five games. Okay. So you have them at seven and five. I have them at eight and four. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you think, I mean, they could go seven and five. They could have a fall off year because they're kind of young, but. I think eight and four would be like the year for them. I if they if they win like nine, ten games, I consider it a success. They're not winning ten games again. This like they're not winning ten games again. I mean, they won eleven games last season. Yeah, I'm, they're not. Or not ten games. Oh, nine and one. Sorry, nine and one. They went nine and one. Yeah, I mean, they're not gonna do that again. It's gonna be a while, man. It's gonna be a while. But yeah, if they just be Alabama. Like, last year, they, they. I mean, after Alabama, they had like a really easy schedule. I mean, they knocked off Florida. I mean, they knocked off. I mean, yeah, but you're also you're you're right about that. I just wish they made the playoff though. I'll they still didn't say play that. Florida. Yeah, they did. They beat Florida. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Florida lost that. Uh, um, A and M. A and M. beat Florida. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Off a field goal. Yep. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, like boosting them up. For sure, it did. That was a big win for them. That really. That's right, the momentum because like Alabama, man, they just torched them. Alabama torched them. Yeah. So yeah, I have them at eight and four. You have them at seven and five. I think that's a. It's not so bad. They have like a, a way harder schedule than last year. Yeah, their schedule was so easy last season. For real. Oh man. Like after 
Florida and Alabama, like it was just a breeze. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Auburn probably should have gone like eight and two last season. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had an easy schedule as well. Yeah, we just didn't show up. Sadly, well, I think I think we'll show up next year though. So you can only hope. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be the end of the show today, Mo. It's been a, it's been a good show. A lot more to talk about. You see? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I like this. I like. That's the thing. I mean, that's why I like NFL more because NFL is just like it's always consistent with the news. Like college football is really inconsistent. I mean, NFL offseason is better than college football offseason. I mean, you don't see. Yeah. And all see- there is in college football is just spring practice. And NFL, you have free agency. If college football had free agency, that would be pretty dope. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? I mean? That'd be weird, though. Yeah, it would be. It's like you can't really. It's leave. like buying someone from a, like a college team to another. That would be so bad, though. That wouldn't be good yeah, for college that's, football. That's never. That's never. That would be bad. That would be bad business. That would be bad business, to be honest yeah. with you. They should never do that. But yeah, I think this was a good show. I think we had a lot to talk about. Now we got a lot to talk about on Tuesday NFL show. Uh, hopefully, more news comes out. Uh, please, Deshaun Watson. Please don't be. Uh, accused anymore we hope you didn't do any of the stuff because we want you to go to another team has any new allegations come out i think 20 i think he has 22 now then imagine that we're just in the middle of an episode and if we just see deshaun wants to get traded i mean he's not going to get traded to the niners if they draft the qb yeah it's too late now i think that was i think well I'm not trying to get off that, but that was going to be their plan though i think the niners they really wanted to trade for deshaun watson because the allegations they kind of can't yeah, so I think – I mean, the only teams I can see now are, like, the Dolphins or, like, the Jets. The Panthers. Or not the Jets. The Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, the Broncos. Yeah. Because Russ isn't getting traded anymore. Yeah, I, not, I, I've, like – I 100% think Russ is going to stay. Yeah, me too. Uh, Chicago might want Deshaun. I don't think they have enough assets to get him. I mean, no, Chicago's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, they tweeted QB one Andy Dalton. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, they they've been tweeting QB one since they got Mitchell Trubisky. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, their Twitter man, their Twitter. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening to episode fifteen. Uh, please listen to us on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, no Apple Podcasts, so we're we're scrapping that. If you have it, yeah. go listen on Spotify or on YouTube. So you can do that as well. Uh, Until next time, I'm Omar. And I'm Mo. We will see you guys on Tuesday.